welcome to the Alliance Podcast, episode number, I don't know, 22. And I have been a solo act lately. My co-hosts, uh, Robert the Kid Kalori and Karen, hello, Nordall, have been uh, busy on other projects that we have. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to keep up. And it's been very busy. I mean, uh, over the last 20-plus episodes, I've had many guests. Uh, models, actors, entrepreneurs, they've been about booze, they've been about uh, football, fantasy football. Um, and the uh, last one we had was with Bobby O'Neill, and it was really nice to talk to Bobby, and it was very interesting. Uh, it had to do with Alliance and uh, Street Smart, and it also had to do with him as a manager in a large retail uh, business uh, during a pandemic. So there was some very interesting stuff on there, especially about toilet paper. But anyway, without going any uh, any deeper into that, and I have a guest today who uh, I've been friends with for almost 25 years, maybe maybe longer. I, I'm going to stop counting. And he was in law enforcement, and he's also an actor. So I want to introduce him first. Uh, Brian Furio, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's our pleasure, believe me. Um, you have been, we have been around each other for a couple of decades, correct? Yes. Right? Since 93 it was. Yeah, and we've mm-hmm. kind of, we've seen it all, and um, <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing more, we're seeing more of it all. Yes. <laughs> I guess from what we, what's been going on in the world, it's been really tough uh, in the New York area and across the country um, between the pandemic and now, I guess, I don't know. I guess we needed a cherry on the top when we had this issue in Minneapolis, but that, that I don't have to tell you about. Yeah. Um, but on a high, on a high note, everything about Alliance's podcast is always about the better things in life. And, Absolutely. You know, well, you know, yeah. we do have our moments. We do discuss things and uh, that need to be talked about. But I want to talk more a little bit about you. Last time we got together, it was me, you, it was Bobby O'Neill, and and Tom Bardellini and. Chris Laird, all from the Alliance alumni, and it was a shit show because we're, they were all banged up, and we had a great time. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time, not much different than what we did on set, I guess, huh? No, it was just just on the phone instead. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out too well, but I've been trying to get a hold of you because uh, you're an interesting uh, uh, fella, and you're a dear friend of mine, and you're a fantastic actor, so let's go from the beginning. Um, first of all, Let's start back with uh, what you do for a living, uh, what you've been doing for a living. I know you're in law enforcement. Uh, what else can you add to that before I start asking about your back, your ac- uh, acting background? Yeah, my resume looks like a phone book. I've actually done a lot of different things. Uh, worked for IBM for 17 years. I had my own business. I was a car salesman, service writer, did construction. Uh, I just recently uh, was working as a, a service writer at an international truck dealership, so still go with what you know, but uh, they had to let me go because of the COVID ID problem. So uh, right now I'm on unemployment, which is I haven't been on in a long time, but it actually works out well with the stimulus check and the extra money they throw you every week and the unemployment. So uh, I just can't wait to get out and do things. They say that. They say that a lot of people have benefited from what's gone on. And if it wasn't so tragic, it would be like yeah. a, a well-deserved vacation from the government after all the years of paying into this. Yeah, paying in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, let's talk more about our projects and acting. First of all, 
so for, for the people that a lot of times what happens with the show, uh, because we're in a lot of groups all over Facebook with podcasts, mm-hmm. is, is that I always try to reintroduce introduce things quickly. Um, so I can set the stage for this. We had a web series called Alliance, and uh, it was shot 13 episodes. It was shot in White Plains at uh, various locations from uh, Brazen Fox to mm-hmm. Ron Black and Lazy Boy Saloon. It was shot in Miami. It was shot in Philly. It was shot in uh, New York City. And we put this thing together, and it was a crime drama. And uh, it had a cult following. It had uh, It's on YouTube. If you want to get a glimpse of some of it, it's uh, Foxy Films um, on YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel, but you're not going to get everything because what happened was we started to write, as, as Brian knows, we started to write the novels, and we're, we just completed the trilogy of uh, uh, when Alliance the Beginning, Alliance the Fracture, and Alliance mm-hmm. the Storm, and uh, that is on Amazon, but you can get it through uh, www.alliancenovel.com. But Brian Fiorio was tasked with playing Jimmy Turner. Jimmy Turner was the son of an ambassador. Uh, he had born with that silver spoon in the mouth, uh, always got what he wanted, uh, had a, 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 a very strange upbringing, and it led him into uh, some very dark areas, um, and he's, he's our creeper. He's, 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 the, uh, he's the, the, the ghost in, in, in the yard. He's, the, he's, the, he's this thing that's out there. And so before I get into talking about the Jimmy Turner character, which only you could play, why don't you tell me – why don't you tell me about how you started getting into acting and what you had done up, into, up uh, prior to Alliance? I had only just started getting acting seriously in 2005. I moved over to Orange County. There was a small theater group, and, and uh, I had some time on my hands and, uh, and auditioned for The Wizard of Oz, and I only wanted to play the Cowardly Lion, and I got that part, and I really got into it. I got into the whole just performing and stuff like that. And I've always been like uh, an extrovert that way. So it kind of played into that and uh, did some local community theater and uh, just really fell in love with it. And uh, another, through that, another guy called me up and asked me, I want to do a documentary on UFOs in 1947 and how there's a big cover up and I need somebody to audition for the part of Stalin. Well, I always do an accent when I'm telling jokes. So, I put on my Russian accent and I became Stalin. And um, I got that part and uh, they did a couple of different uh, videos and put a documentary together, which just show was shown three weeks ago at the New York Film Festival independent film thing in the city. So, but everybody had to look at it online because of the COVID-19 thing. Somehow, and I don't remember how I was talking to Sal, Sal has this directorial style where he just, this is what's going on, go with it. Okay, well, where are the lines? Just go with it. So, And that's, <laughs> that's how we operate, but the cast of characters we have, it's just like it was written. Yeah, and we all feel it, Chris and Tommy and just everybody involved, even Sal, it just flows. And it was Uh-oh. just such an easy thing to do. Well, let's roll this back. First of all, Stalin is not an easy task. We got a little uh, feedback there. Apologize to everybody, but we can clear that right, up right. during yeah. editing. But um, uh, let's to go back. Stalin is not an easy thing uh, task uh, uh, as an actor to come by. Um, so I applaud you for doing that. And, I appreciate uh, it. For the audience, 
with respect to Alliance, uh, Brian is is referencing myself um, when I approached him uh, to play Jimmy Turner. Now, when he talks about the freedom that they had as actors on the set that I was directing, uh, there were many script page, scripted pages, probably over a hundred, and but there were moments during a lot of it. I guess Scorsese does the same thing, and I'm not comparing myself to Marty, even though I met him and worked for him. And worked um, for him, yeah. Yeah, and including you know, uh, like like you said, not many people would understand you getting into it in the mid 2000s. Uh, the people we were around back then no, wouldn't probably not believe I would be working with Pacino and you would be uh, working on, on all these different uh, venues and projects that you were in um, in this in the entertainment business. But we did and we're doing it and we're here. it's going well. So yeah. what he's referencing is that uh, I when I was directing uh, Brian uh, or any of them, there were moments where I said, this is the concept. Uh, this is what you're going to do. And we're going to improv parts of this. Um, but you're right. Uh, we had a unique chemistry on set where everybody seemed to understand where this was going. They say you can't write a book unless you know the ending, you know. Um, but my question to you is, you have to play Jimmy Turner. You don't know how dark Turner is going to get because I always kept all of you in the dark from episode to episode. Yes. Yes. It's good not to know what the other characters know, because it plays into the emotion and the reaction of the of everybody. You know, we're actually was taken aback by somebody else's line. Go, oh, really? <laughs> it, it, it was it was where, you know, did I know that that Chris was gonna, you know, interview me the way he did in in the book and the, and the, the series and and it. it it had the emotion, and he got the reaction, and and I just love working with those guys because of that spontaneity. Well, the unique part about it, Brian, was that not one of you, and we don't want to reveal too much because we have yes, books out there right, right now. Yeah. But not one of you knew, including, including maybe let's just say someone who uh, despicable is a better mm-hmm. word. Nobody knew for a long time if they were the bad guy or not. Yes. And I did that to everybody. I don't know how the hell I got away with it, but I did it for probably 80% of the show, mm-hmm. maybe maybe 85. And then people started yeah. going, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 All right. And you're right. You would respond to something somebody would say to you that you didn't know was going to come based on the situation. And then now you would act as if you were naturally responding to that in the character who you were. Yes. It was brilliant, actually. It, it was, it, and and that's what really, as we went further along and did more episodes, it was more like I can't wait to go and do this again. I can't wait to to get back there and, and say, give give out to the other cast members. And it was just, it it had a flow and it had a draw to it. It's like, yeah, sure, I'm I'm there for the next one. I'm I'm there. I want to do it. I love it. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene. Believe it or not, was um, without giving it away when uh, Junior goes to vic- visit Frank at his house. It was it was just like <laughs> the audience must have said, "What is this guy doing?" And and just it, it was a great scene. It was a great scene between you and me, and it just uh, I, it was one of my it favorites. Is, 
it is very hard to describe things without giving things away. Yeah. And that's why I tell a lot of the audience members that, you know, the very talented people that I have on here who are involved in mutual projects, you will, right. you will, you will skip a line to try and find a search for a word in your head that doesn't uh, sub subvert all of that. Yes. But um, uh, the interesting thing, I'll paint this for the, for the viewer. You, want, you can read about it. Um, and one day you'll be able to see it again when I decide to republish the, um, the show. But mm -hmm. I'll paint the scene. You're talking about late at night, uh, maybe close to 20-degree 20 weather um, with a little bit of a fog lifting off of the snow mm -hmm. uh, in a very cold, crisp setting um, where the character played by Brian uh, Jimmy uh, Turner shows up at Frank, who's a detective, uh, his house in the middle of the night and just kind of walks in on, on a somber moment for Frank and then it takes off from there and they have this discussion. And the unique about thing about all the characters is they always tolerated each other, which is the strange thing about Alliance is a story. Um, and it's said by characters in the story, so more more so like um, Chris Hanna, who was played by uh, uh, J.R. Uh, Kalori. Um, you know, he would say things like, I don't want to be a part of this group. You guys are crazy. And how do you all exist and coexist around one another? But they seem to um, allow each other to uh, be in each other's realm. What do you, what did you think about that? I, I like that it was, it was like a dynamic about this group of individuals where they were all connected by certain events, but they really, in some cases, didn't like each other, but in, in another aspect also respected the other's position, no matter what he was. Maybe not so much the junior character, but there were, there were, it was a challenge to some of those guys to, to get inside this guy's head, but he's someplace else. The, uh, the things going on with, with the different characters, it, 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 it's kind of like, how can these people function when they have all these things going on in their lives? Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. I, I kind of looked at it as a runaway train uh, with everybody on it and, it and all this busy, it's busy, uh, busyness going on inside the train. No matter, right. though everybody knows the train is going to crash, mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop them from doing all the things that are going on while it, while they're on the train. And, and that is a runaway train is probably the best way to describe uh, Alliance. But, um, you know, it's a shame. I said this to a lot of people. There's so much in Hollywood and such great stories and, 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 and such few, few percentage of actors and, and directors and filmmakers and that really ever get to the point to showcase all their stuff uh, to the world. But there's a lot of talented people out there that have ideas that have not been, believe it or not, have not been utilized. They're, they're not, and Alliance, I believe, was one of those things. And I'm not patting any, myself on the back or anybody else, but the idea of having a story um, where the characters um, are ad-libbing as they uh, uh, from their own hearts, yes. <laughs> yes. little, you know, uh, while tolerating one another, as you, you know, when they could just easily turn somebody in or turn somebody over or kill somebody. Or shoot them, yeah. <laughs> or shoot them is a unique thing because I know a lot of it has been done in the world, but I still think Alliance is probably unique. Yes, you should be proud of that because it is a fine piece of work and really gets people interested in it. it it's, it's real. It's real. Yeah. That's right. It's real. It's real. 
but it doesn't end there for you. So I end up in a scene with Pacino and with Marty Scorsese um, at Queen's Detention Facility back in 2017, just before it hits 2018, December of 2017. Mm -hmm. I meet Tony Welch, and I meet Ron Garcia, and I meet John Antonino. And I end up in a project called Street Smart with Tony Welch and Ron Garcia. And he is so taken with the Alliance story, and he even uh, uh, has credits as an editor, uh, assisting editor in the books, because he's, he's edited uh, the books after we've edited them. And he says, all right, I want to put the Alliance alumni, as many as I can, in a scene at Lazy Boy Saloon in White Plains. And you come back and reprise the role of Jimmy Turner in a pilot, for, which is currently being shopped for Street Smart. Tell me what that was like and how you felt doing it. First of all, it's so it's comfortable to come in to do a character that you've done already. I know what this guy's going to do. I know how he's going to act. And, and to make it just like one of the little facets of what's going on in, in the bar and what's going on with other people and I got to work with actors that I hadn't been on on scene with before. I just thought it was, it was just I like that. I you, you got to hear me bragging to my friends. Going, oh, it's just, I'm involved in a couple of things, and and they look at you like you're doing what? And I said, yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Enjoying the hell out of it. Well, I told you I would get all of these there. Oh yeah. At some point, and and before I get into matchless, I want to continue on this. But um, Bobby O'Neill uh, was quoted as saying in the last when I did an interview with him last week, mm-hmm. he said to me that it was surreal, that he couldn't believe that he had come from Alliance and now he's got uh, he's being shot in 24 frames per second. There's a professional photographer on scene taking photos, uh, behind the scene photos, and he's he, you know he's in the middle of how how a TV series get a shot and he's got a featured role and um i just said well wow i said he goes i just can't believe that we've gotten there and how how much further we've gotten now um i don't know if that was the way you were in a scene with uh elizabeth abreu play jackie Mm -hmm. um how ironic because she didn't do a lot in alliance she's all over the books because she's she's the catalyst in the books Right. But she she did do quite a few here and there episodes, which she did a fantastic job. And you two, you know, you had that moment together. And um, what was that like? I I was amazed because here, here, you know, I didn't really know her before that scene. And we were talking a little bit at the bar and, and uh, just, I'm going to be some creeper coming on to you. And you can, you can, with that, and, and she did like she's back off, and it, it was really neat, and just uh, it, it just was so easy to do. I, I don't even think we did more than two takes. I think the unique part about it is that she must have just looked at you. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she had seen she had seen the other the other footage, kind of knew that this is the guy now, um, and can react all the things she's already know about Junior, you know. I think the unique part about it is that many of you have worked, this is what people don't understand in the entertainment, not the entertainment industry, but let's just say 
fans and everything else. Because mm-hmm. I didn't understand it either, but I do now, is that just because you're on the same series doesn't mean that you've worked together. Right. Even big stars said, you know, I never worked with him directly, or, but uh, they were in the same film together. Yeah, to big, I, I, big, extensive parts also. So uh, yeah, they would think we're all, you know, uh, this big group. But in reality, you were, you did mix it up with quite a few people. You were, you were a main character, but there were quite a few people you didn't, you didn't mix it up. You didn't mix it up with, um, with Elizabeth. No. And um, that, so that is really an inaugural event um, for you two to finally be in a scene together. In fact, I don't even think Adam. Uh, 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 Moname, who played uh, who played Vinny, mm-hmm. I don't even think he had been in the scene with you. No. Um, uh, Bobby had. Bobby yes. O'Neill, who played Benny, had. Right. Um, Chris Laird, who played certainly Chris, yeah. Anthony Crespo had. Um, Paige Brown. Um, was Paige in the scene with you? I don't know. Only very briefly, where. Page, you know. If you guys were at the same location shooting a flashback. Yes. Right. But you what? You know what? You did have a scene together. You walked past one another. Mm-hmm. When she said to you, "Hey, Jimmy," you know the crazy Page Brown thing. Hi, Jimmy, and yeah. and and she, uh-huh. you know Anthony Crespo was like, "What are you doing? He's a rapist." And you're like, and she she you know he's like, "No, she's he, she's like he's a story." Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> and you made this face. When you heard that, like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. You know? Slip so, in and out of creepiness and, like, little boy kind of thing. So let's, yeah. let's flip the script, and let's talk about playing Vlad on Matchless. Yes. So you played Vladimir, or Vlad, who is a Russian, uh, he's a tenant, and he's, well, not a tenant, he's a neighbor uh, uh, or, or a regular character for Matchless uh, to Tony and Mary, Mm-hmm. And he's, he's there, one of their friends, and, and Tapanani mixes it up with everyone, with Dr. Swizzle, right. um, played by Rob Calori and everything else. And what did you think about Matchless? I really liked it because it was, it, it was a little comedy. It was a little comedy, but you, doing the Russian accent added something different to it. They're like, there's something different about this guy. And he's going to use the phrases incorrectly, and he's, you know, it's, it's not broken English, but it's just the wrong word, and uh, and and you can see that that uh, our characters, yours and mine, really got along well. Like, you know, he's over there all the time. We're playing cards, and and even with uh, Karen, it just I love acting with her because she's she's uh, animated and crisp, and it's and uh, I get to uh, okay, I gotta go um, thing. But uh, I, re- I really like those little bits that I've done. And I, again, the way the way we put it together and the way we act and the way it's edited. And my family and friends really enjoyed looking at the footage well, afterwards. I, I think it was hilarious. I think my favorite scene is when you and uh, Dr. Swizzle are sitting there and you decide whether or not you're going to show up again for the next meeting and you have to take a sip of vodka beforehand. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was hilarious. But I, 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 uh, to get close to wrapping up, uh, uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that I'm in contract negotiations right now with Marcus Reyes for Matchless. Mm-hmm. Um, he launched uh, Mopefi TV, which is now on Roku. 
and it's on uh, other platforms and he's mm-hmm. going to be his intention is to rival um uh, Netflix and so forth and so on <clears throat> I'm in already uh, signed on for a couple of projects with him and in signing up Matchless which he's already uh waiting for the paperwork uh, you'll be reprising your role as Vlad in this, and uh, this is going to be a whole different uh, uh, ball of wax here because I have to write uh, seven more episodes to go with the three to have a ten-episode season. So what's your thoughts on coming back to play Vlad in 24 I frames a second? I can't wait, especially at, was it, 24 frames a second and being, you know, just – I thought they came out well the way we were shooting them to, to add that death to them, and me – you writing another seven episodes? Come on. You'll, you'll, at the end of a weekend, you'll go, okay, that's done. Because yeah. you're, you're prolific that way. Well, I hope to be because I have already three or four ideas um, for three or four of the episodes. And I'm going to start penning what me and Karen are doing is we're also repenning the first three um, mm-hmm. so that we have them in case I um, – I'm going to talk to Marcus once we get paperwork and decide whether we want to reshoot the whole thing. Right. Or if we want to, you know, put the three out uh, as we have them as MP5s through Roku to uh, to him um, on uh, uh, as per contract, and then shoot seven. Right. Um, we're gonna make that decision soon, and um, you know, as soon as this pandemic thing is lifted um, enough that we can all get back to work. Exactly. Um, it's gonna be uh, all systems go, and we're gonna have uh, uh, some more fun. I too, I, I Matt. Uh, it's funny. I was talking to Tommy Bartolini and I played Tommy Depriati, and he was saying that um, Alliance. He really, to him and Chris, really want Alliance back, but he plays such a unique character as Niles in yes. Matchless, which is totally opposite of the of the Depriati character, and probably totally op- totally opposite of the Tom De- Bartolini person. Yes, um, but testimony to those guys range you can do comedy you can do series drama you, it's they're amazing finds i know that that uh, you meet people and they're your friends but you also lucked out in in those characters i did tommy was yeah. quite the professional on set um for um he's a rigid rigid guy sometimes i know him since i'm eight years old but he was um quite the professional for someone who had not acted regularly or at all Mm-hmm. Um, I was taken back by his professionalism, especially as everybody found their stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby O'Neill was telling me the same thing. He said, you know, I, I think I found my stride at this scene. So, yes. you know, and you seem to, the funny thing about you is that I don't know that there may have been a moment where you felt more involved, but I don't know that there was a moment where you felt your stride because you seemed to slip right into it from the moment you stood in the bushes and looked at him like, you know, hey, Frank, uh, you know, I yeah. for you, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun together. Um, yes. You seemed that you were primed for it from the go. I don't know how you did that, how you predetermined who this guy was when we really didn't have a ton of background on him. No, we didn't. You kind of gave me a little bit of this, that, and the other thing. And then you also things you've learned in your whole life about how people act and you and I both know hundreds and hundreds of people and all different kinds of people and just life experiences bring those things into you and you know I just I just love being there for you I love shooting a scene and seeing you after the scene going I, I, I can't 
can't believe I can't believe how good that was. And it really keeps us going, keeps us charged because you're 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 a good director, appreciative, and and respectful, and everybody's important. And I just that's why I love doing it. Well, Tommy, you know, Tommy gave me that. He didn't like to give too much, but you know, because he 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 loves me and all, and he doesn't want to make it look like, you know, oh, oh you know, I'm praising this and praising that. But even Tommy said the one thing I wasn't on set was a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not a bully on set. And every other character seemed to be equally as important to one another and to the show. Um, and when they were doing their thing, he, it was never overshadowed. Yes. You know. Um, yeah, nobody stole the stage. Well, nobody killed the scene, uh, yeah. killed shots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, a lot of us, some of us are Meisner trained and some of us are Strasburg trained. And, mm-hmm. you know, we did mix in some people like yourself who have had experience and there were people surprised the hell out of us. Yeah. Um, but for the, those of you, um, it was really nice to get on finally with you, Brian. Um, and uh, we're going to have you back less formally. And we're going to have you back once we start shooting uh, Matchless. And then we're going to start to talk about you know, what other projects that might be lurking, because I got a funny feeling that uh, we're becoming, well, we're going to become the Adam Sandler group to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might find yourself doing a lot of other things and, uh, you know, in some interesting work. Well, I certainly do enjoy it. And mm. uh, I, I love working with you and the guys. It's just yeah, exciting. So if everybody's looking for the Alliance uh, novels that are selling very well, and, and I'm glad everybody's getting our story, we're being uh, compared to Brad Parks, the uh, uh, the author, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of our writing style. Uh, we have a unique writing style, which you need something different in the world, where um, you're almost having Dear John letters, where the uh, characters are saying, hey, reader, guess what happened to me today? like a diary, uh, guess I got killed today, or I did this today, or I did, their interpretation. We let the characters, very similar to the show, interpret the events, and then they give you what they saw, and then you have yes. your dialogue. And that yeah. is unique as well. Everybody's always, authors, selling novels and getting uh, known in that world is very difficult because people are very picky and, they, and, they, and they're very, you know, uh, they're not easy to, to, to hook. Um, mm-hmm. But if you start reading the Alliance novels, everybody I know who has read them, um, they have really enjoyed them. They had great reviews, and the story can continue, which it probably will. But anyway, anybody interested in, the, in that, Alliance, uh, www.alliancenovel.com, Brian Fiorio, Jimmy Turner, uh, Stalin, um, The Wizard of Oz, uh, A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And he is Scrooge. He's done it all. He's a former law enforcement officer, um, a, a dear friend of mine, and with a lot of integrity, very talented. Um, we'll share a drink soon. We'll get back, back to work soon. It's time for my trademark ending. I hope you'll join me in it. And uh, this is Alliance Podcast. Peace out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out. Take care of yourself, man. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.